0: Welcome to the televerse streaming in place gravity falls hello everybody and welcome back to streaming in place this is kate kalzik and i'm joined by uh allison shoemaker who of course is a travel busher connoisseur and uh noel kirkpatrick who is also a very very boring ride um so (laughs) um how how is everyone doing this week and what did we think of Gravity Falls season two. Our, it's our penultimate Gravity Falls episode. We're talking about episodes uh, 16 and 17, Roadside Attraction, and Dipper and Mabel versus the future. I want to hear how Allison thought
1: first <laughs> about scary. I almost went with Kiss of the Spider Woman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't insult John
2: candor and Fred Ebb like that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, I wouldn't.
2: Cheetah Rivera would never. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for the setup. That sure. was exactly in my niche. Um, that was very yeah. I, I had a feeling. I had a good yeah. feeling about that. Oh yeah, um, you got to learn how not to be where you are. That's uh, two people got that joke. Um, <laughs> you know, um, <sighs> hmm. I, uh, as you might guess, didn't love this one, but I'm having a hard time getting riled about it because I enjoyed the following episode so much. Um, but just, uh, I feel like maybe the people who worked on Gravity Falls need to do some research about actual pickup artists, um, and what that means and how it works, um, I think uh, they sure do like uh, a scary, monstrous woman trope, um, either a, a seemingly sexually open woman who will devour you or a seemingly perfect childlike girlfriend who will obsess over you until the end of time, until she's driven homicidal. Um but, you know, it's, Gravity Falls didn't invent these tropes, and um, sometimes it's hard to be anything other than weary. So I'll just say that, as my name suggests, I also love useless travel brochures. I love them so much. The fact that that was Candy's big superpower in this episode delighted me to no end, <laughs> and um, and I, I doubt very much that we'll get more travel brochures in, in the last three episodes, but it would be cool if it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah. Meh. What about you, Noel? I
1: have the same response of um, I mean, like, we, the monstrous femme is definitely an issue across media, and Gravity Falls is no exception. But also just, it's a really effective monstrous femme of when she pulls back the... Um, it's legitimately horrifying. Yeah, um, that's true. And I'm just like, no, this is not okay. Um... And yeah, so that that if you feel like is going to keep a pace, I have t- great news for you. If you like weird stuff, um, <laughs> the finale's got plenty of weird stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, one of those weird things was revoiced after the original voice actor became not a not a shining beacon of things. Anyway, um, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a continuation of a lot of stuff that we've been discussing in the back in season two with, um, the roadside attractions. And I just, I don't have a lot to like say about it aside from the fact that it made me think about visiting Ruby Falls, which is this internal underground waterfall in Chattanooga um, Tennessee that my family and I would go to every now and then. And it was really cool. And I
2: realized that I kind of miss going to random roadside attractions. Um, a Oh, I lot. love them. That's part of why I love travel brochures so much. I love a yeah. giant ball of yarn. I think we've already talked about the mystery spot, which is one of these places in the upper peninsula of Michigan, which is one of those you sit on a chair and it's on the wall and then you feel yep. like you're upset. It's one of those. Um, I love that stuff. I love that stuff. I wish it had been, um, I wish the episode had had more fun with them because it really felt like an excuse for Dipper to suddenly have incredible game.
1: Yeah. And so I think that I agree with you. I think that there's a missed opportunity to just make the episode about various weird other competing roadside attractions to the mystery shack. And instead we get this weird detour into monstrous femme and, um, dipper trying to be cool and it's just like no dipper dipper will never be cool so let's just internalize that and just accept it
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i wanted my name to be i couldn't remember so i went with the travel brushers. but i was going to instead of Elsa schumacher i was gonna say i'm Dopper, um, <laughs> which was a very satisfying joke um that i wish we got more
0: of that more of that yeah. less of the other stuff yeah um kate how did you feel of
1: revisiting this episode
0: Well, I, you know, obviously the, the pickup artist stuff is not great, Um, but I do like the idea that, and the, and like the, the, I, I find a lot of truth in, you know, some people are just painfully awkward. Yes. All the time. But a lot of people, if they just get out of their heads and just are themselves are perfectly fine. And they're, they're not the most suave person in the world. But if they aren't obsessing about are worried about people thinking that they're cool and just are themselves and aren't trying to project cool and aren't trying to live up to some idea that they have in their head of what they think other people think is cool, are cool. And, like, and that's like the whole like going to like a new school and or going to uh, like um, going from middle school to high school or high school to college and just um letting go of the baggage that you have around the context of what cool means in a previous space and to your identity and just starting fresh with I'm just gonna just be me. Yeah um that that can do a lot. And and so that's more what I was focusing on for Dipper here. And I think it also I'm curious if we are team Dandy. But I think it also makes sense for Candy or granda to get a crush on Dipper. And um, it Brenda Brenda doesn't need to get a cru-
1: Brenda does not need to get a crush on Dipper.
2: Brenda's well, it got- sounds like the bloom might be off the rose with Marcus. Marius, yeah. Marius, Marius, thank you.
1: The bloom is never off the rose for
0: Marcus. It's never off the rose for Marcus.
2: No. No. I apologize, um, Marcus.
0: But just like the like cuz this is the the brother, the age appropriate brother of their good friend who they're seeing around. Um, and, and obviously it is like clearly a flash in the pan situation, right? That's, that is, was never going to hold up to any scrutiny, but I thought that that made sense. Um, and it didn't necessarily need to be connected to the pickup artist thing other than Dipper's just like being chill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so for me, that part of it was, was working. I also, I mean, I always enjoy Chelsea, Chelsea Peretti. So I think that's a very good voice casting, um, for, our, for our monster. And, uh, the, just how, like, I'm also here for a, Stan is dumb. Joke. <laughs> so when, when he's like, well, I actually let me do And they're like, what are you do? That worked on me. Um, so yes, I agree. You know, we've had, a, you know, this gravity falls has been really interesting to revisit in the sense that more than the other shows that, I've seen previously and revisited with you guys for streaming place in that there's a lot of stuff I did not remember um, because of how we watched it. And there's, I think some episodes that I may have missed, like Nol. you've said, but the stuff that I do remember mostly has held up really well. And the stuff that I didn't remember, some of it has been great. And some of it has been like, Oh, that's why I scrubbed the old memory of that one. (laughs) Just locked it in the vault. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so this one, I, I yeah, I, I absolutely see the issues with that. And um, the the treating people as disposable and a way to uh, soothe your own broken ego after a failed courtship, in this case with Wendy, uh, is not a good way to treat other people. And it's bad and it shouldn't be portrayed as a good thing. And, it, and it's back to that inherent problem we've talked about previously with the show having like why are you listening to stan stan should not be who you listen to for advice but due to the number of characters they have and wanting to do some these kinds of stories that's what ends up happening and uh it is uh yeah so it makes sense but it's also like do we need to tell that story
1: yeah don't, don't listen to either of your grunkles really is what the spoils down to oh yeah both of them don't listen to them
0: we'll talk more about that um, with the next episode yes
1: yeah I think for me, a lot of this was also, didn't we cover this in the party in the copier episode for a lot of like Dipper's like internal, maybe if you just get out of your own way, literally in the copier episode case, um, because just a bunch of clones. Um, But I feel like we've, we've done this beat already and we just kind of recontextualized it a little bit. Um, But yeah, I don't, I mean, eh.
2: I'll say that part of my disappointment stems from the fact that when the, Box fell, and we saw all the pictures of Wendy, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, Oh, God, really? I assumed that it was like audience proxy, right? That, sure. that yeah. was going to be the reaction. And then we were going to move on and do something else, like actually move on as opposed to not move on by telling a story about how important it is to move on Um, from a completely one-sided romantic relationship that continues as a friendship that was never anything other than, you know, essentially like hero worship, like big heart eyes. It didn't have any basis in reality. So that part of it was frustrating. Apparently I'm getting a little fired up now. But also, um, how boring to have all of those girls react exactly the same way. What? No, they wouldn't. First of all, they all wouldn't be there, but fine. You want to assume that that happens. Okay. There are only so many roadside attractions. That's the biggest one. Great. Great. But there's no reason that all of those people would react that way. First of all, some of them were probably like, yeah, I want a pen pal. Fun. I'm at a pen pal on the road. How many yeah. of them are like, yeah, I want to go on a date with this thirteen-year-old. Sorry, twelve-year-old. 12-year-old. That's it doesn't make any sense. Um I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of one of those episodes where it's like, whoops, I guess we need to increase our episode order, so let's just <laughs> shove something in there. Um it just was very it was very dull, well, which is too you, bad.
0: You know that some of those girls also have a book of their own phone numbers they've been collecting over the summer, so they should sure. have absolutely no trouble with that. So, yeah. Um, and and as Marcus says, this has this episode has a weird placement in the season when the when the plot's speeding up, we're taking this detour, but it feels like it should have come sooner after the Wendy and Dipper scene. And yeah, I, yeah, that would have solved quite a bit of, of the issues here with this one. I get, I get the what they want is a, a like a a respite before things kick in, you know, like in the final push, like that's the placement and everything, but th- that works for road trip. That does not work for the Wendy Dipper of it all. Um I will say I enjoyed all the roadside attractions. I enjoyed the corn maze, poor Seuss. Poor Seuss. <laughs> remembering behind. that very important lesson of just, if you get lost, stay where you are.
1: Seuss, that works when you're eight and five not when you're 21
0: <laughs> <laughs> were there any other uh highlights to the the various mazes and, and other ones did you guys have a favorite um
2: i loved the ball of yarn um the joke about not being able to find the right simile really made me giggle but watching them dive into it was <laughs> that's not how that works but it was funny mm-hmm. um also she was great as a um her javelin throw was, was really righteous. Um, and also in the category of poor Seuss, how on earth was he taped to a ceiling for 78 hours? I don't know. Like what tape? I mean, tape, probably
1: the same tape that they used to keep the Velcro on upside downtown. (laughs) Probably. Probably. (laughs) I don't have anything except for the fact that now, every time I see a tram, I think about that Roddy McDowell episode of Columbo where he, Columbo breaks Rodney McDowell in the cable car mm. with the explosive cigar box. And I can't help but think about that now every time I see a tram, no matter what. And I just think about that and just go, that was the best use of a cable car I've ever seen. <laughs> Columbo, again, just always the best always use of there. anything. You, yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been so here, just side tangent, I've been very, very here for people discovering Columbo over the course of the pandemic. Which is yeah, like, right? If there's like a show that at least my Twitter bubble has like slowly individually caught on to mm-hmm. it's that one, um, which is delightful. Uh, Marcus says, I worked one summer at a farm market that had a corn maze. So I approve of that inclusion. And yeah, very nice. Um Yeah, no, the, the I think we're ready to move to the next one. Um I'll just say like <laughs> the notion that Stan has like these rivalries all, all like, of course he does. Of course he has rivalries all over the, the, the region and um, which would, for me, tie into his plan to <laughs> declare war on uh, neighboring localities and such. Um, it just, like, fits very much with his character and his energy. So that part of it I thought was pretty delightful. Um, but let's go to our next episode, um, Dipper Mabel versus the Future, uh, during which uh, I say, uh, that's not... It's not how parenting works, and that's not how apprenticeships work, and it's not how any of that. Like, oh, my parents will be fine with me just living here with my grunkle. They've never met. Like,
1: he has twelve PhDs. It'll be a great homeschooling program. Don't like, worry about it.
0: <laughs> like, it's just. You, I mean, obviously, Ford is not someone whose judgment you should trust on these types of things, or and anything. and Dipper is a child. Right? um, So there's that. So, so, like, it makes sense that, you know, they're not engaging with that. But as a viewer, and, and, and Mabel, right, emotionally could get to that point. But she's, like, she's just getting hit by this, you know, in the, in the closing minutes of the episode. So it's not really, um, she's not at a, a logical place about it currently. She's at an emotional place about it. And that'll make sense. But I was just watching this going, like, but, but, guys, that's not, that's not how these things work. <laughs> anybody else run into that similar difficulty with this episode yeah
2: I mean I guess so I was um perhaps too busy trying thing in my call dish to really <laughs> assess the parenting um because I called ish uh
0: <laughs> you you said blended blended would we'll be back that's a straight-up called it yeah well no ish because it wasn't really blend and blended, blended. Well, it was. it was his he body was just
1: possessed. She's
0: possessed.
1: He's physically well, but there. is it
2: him if he's not actually controlling himself? That's true. Mm. It's true. Mm. Anyway, Koldish, I'm going to keep this Koldish. in mind. <laughs> I'm going
1: to claim possession defense. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, I will get that storyline on evil eventually, right? Uh, I feel
1: like we already kind of did, but that
2: might be sort of the premise of evil. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, I love that show. I can't wait for that to come back. Um. But we're not talking about evil. We're talking about Gravity Falls. I the um, overlap
1: though is pretty high. I feel like I mean, you
2: know, the, it's not a it's not two separate circles. There's definitely yeah. a Venn diagram. Michael Emerson
1: should have been on Gravity Falls.
2: Yes, yeah, Katja Herbers should have been on Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I guess you've got more perspective on what's coming and how we're gonna wrap up the season than I do, but. But I just figured that we were supposed to assume that that was a terrible idea and that there was absolutely no way it made any sense.
0: Oh, yeah, um, I think so. Right, Noel?
2: Yeah. Okay, good. Because, it. I mean, he has to go to school. Um, so maybe one of your 12 PhDs should have been in early childhood education? Like, I don't it doesn't make any sense. And when did you get when did he get 12 PhDs? Yeah, yeah. I don't know when he got That 12. sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> um it sounds like a, a one yeah, sure. 12? No. Um Cisco Ramon absolutely I buy all 12 PhDs, but I don't know about Grunkle Ford. Uh, uh I now i'm feeling like i don't know how do i i I don't know how to contextualize it in terms of the parenting except to say that mabel and dipper have shitty parents where are they Mm -hmm. what what the no phone calls no emails no nothing just Just like put
1: two 12 year olds on a bus to oregon
2: to to stay with that guy (laughs) in that place for how long and then it's going to be their birthday and they're throwing their own birthday party
0: with what money this is where i was at in the premiere when i was talking about that
2: they
1: did call their parents though at the end of season one because stan was going to send them away at the end Mm, of season one and back on the bus so he they they have been in contact with them once on screen (laughs) well and mabel has written letters to them as well
2: about everything that's been going on but oh, I, yes, I think they're the Pineses are terrible parents <laughs> um just really terrible judgment um and i really feel for mabel i feel like this is one of those every mabel centric or mabel centric adjacent episode is either a total miss for me or i'm like yes thank you this is good and this was a yes thank you this is good because it was so difficult to watch this Creature of light, like this Bebo, who's got a ruthless streak, just get beaten down. And when she, when Dipper came in the room and she was just huddled on the bed with her back turned, it was really devastating. Um, and the sort of key to the undoing of this incredibly precarious situation they're in, that the twins didn't create, being that Mabel just wants the summer to keep going i found pretty moving um but i feel like a lot of it's going to become more clear once we see weird mageddon
0: Hmm. yeah well and having you know because so it's a pretty frequent pretty common like kind of trope in this kind of storytelling where someone needs to like Make a deal and not understand what they're doing, kind of, you know. And I think that they this is I, one of the better ways I've seen that done, which is it seems like it's temporary, it seems like it's in control, it's with she, like, this is something that she would be in control of that wouldn't hurt people. It's and that you could even like just th- be imagine her being in the headspace, which would be like even just like a couple more days, you know, kind of not like a you know, perma thing uh, situation versus I think of like the time bubble in that episode of Angel, right? Or there've been other things like that where they're like, the goal was to freeze time or the goal was to control another person by making them relive like a looping something. And this is just, no, just... We can just keep, we're going to keep stasis in the timeline, but we're going to keep, everybody has their own autonomy and it keeps living their lives and days and everything like that. It's just, it's still summer. So I don't have to go home yet and everything doesn't have to change. Uh, I thought thought that they sold that uh, pretty darn well. Um, And bringing in Blendon Blandin, who has popped up, who we know is connected to time and has popped up a few times. So it's not like, it, it makes sense that he would be having a conversation of this sort With Mabel. I I think it was a very canny choice by the writers and by Bill. Um, It was because it was just the correct level of familiarity uh, for it to not be like a ping the censors kind of, you know, situation. Um, So, yeah, I thought that, that, that that... really worked uh marcus also mentions mabel might realize that it wouldn't practically happen that dipper leaving wouldn't practically happen but the fact that he wants to even though he couldn't would still be very painful um and yeah i mean, I mean like, even more it's like that's almost even worse because this isn't like this is a real thing you have to do you are embracing this fantasy of of like of what thing you'd like to do versus take like this doesn't make sense you know, it's like, obviously this is not a thing you're going to be able to do, but you so want to ditch me that you're like convincing yourself that it's a thing that the parents will let you do or that makes any sense at all. And I think it's an excellent point, Mark. Right.
1: And why wouldn't you want to just stay in a town in which a mountain was broken in half by a UFO and they built a bridge over it? Like, that's just cool. <laughs> um, And that somehow no one has discovered that UFO except for Ford. Um. Yeah, I think that the it makes sense from like a twelve-year-old perspective, on top of everything else that Mabel experiences in this episode, which is her two best friends not being there to go to her party, on top of finding out that high school is a hellscape. Um, which I mean, Mabel, it's not high school is not a musical. Sadly, regrettably, it is not a musical. Um So I think finding that out, just on top of everything else, that the future was bad and that the future was not going to involve Dipper, it's just too much. And so it all makes sense, even if you're kind of like, but I think it makes sense. Um, And it works for me from like a 12 year old, 12 year old's perspective. And I think that's what ultimately matters here, even if it's not necessarily a your mom and dad wouldn't let you do that but from a 12-year-old's perspective and Marcus basically says this is that it just makes sense from that mindset.
0: So. Well, and maybe they would cuz clearly
1: yeah, maybe they maybe they'd be
0: comfortable with maybe yeah. they would be comfortable with that. It's a good point. Um yeah, Elsa, how did you feel about the UFO? Uh,
2: the design was really cool. Um it felt suitably threatening, but you can understand why it is that Ford who is Obviously got some seriously flawed judgment. Um, might think that was a suitable place to bring a 12-year-old boy. Um, you could guess that maybe some of those security systems might be dormant, but walking p- past alien corpses is far- seems like kind of a lot. Um, Just push all
1: those buttons. It's fine. Nothing will happen. What I want to <laughs> know is
2: why, why on earth was the UFO shaped like his keychain? That seems... I I assumed when he was like keychain, see it fits keychain, um that that he, it was that he was uh, had lost his touch on reality. Um, the fact that there was actually a UFO there was genuinely surprising, uh, but it seemed a little. It's uh, I probably shouldn't describe something that involves a UFO splitting a mountain and then being underground and no one finds it, but Gr- Grunkle Ford as uh, implausible. But I'm gonna go ahead and say implausible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it is like like mark says it's a generic ufo shaped flying saucer kind of shape thing but yeah no i yeah
1: this, I, I this is you. not a red herring of any kind this is not a thing that needs solving um it is just a thing that they did because it looked cool and did the rule of cool, cool the rule of cool came into play here and that's what's going on
0: well do we have any final thoughts on these episodes or you know everything leading up to weird mageddon
1: I mean, I've already watched the first two of *Weird uh, because I'm, since I'm getting my second shot tomorrow, I was worried. out Today, I was worried I was not going to be able to be in any state to watch two hours of <laughs> <right? laughs> <laughs> *Falls* before Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did two of them last night. Um, so I'm very excited to get to those. I forgot how weird they are. Yeah, I how weird some of that stuff is.
0: My memory is it definitely lives up to the name.
1: Yeah, it is some high-level Cthulhu-esque stuff that they do. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's very lovecraft. It's more Lovecraftian than I remember it being, um, without the racism.
2: Good, good. That's good.
1: <laughs> well, you know.
0: It's not hard to, to have to put that caveat in there when you're starting from a point of Lovecraft. Um, yeah. So, uh, Marcus, if you have any final thoughts on these episodes, go ahead and drop them in the chat. Allison, anything, or else shall I tell you the subtitles... Ooh, because there are says. subtitles? Mm-hmm. There are subtitles. Yeah, hit me with the subtitles. Okay. So first we have just Weird Mageddon part one. So like, you know, whatever. Then we have Weird Mageddon 2, Escape from Reality. And then we have Weird Mageddon 3, Take Back the Falls.
2: Okay. Um, Escape from Reality. I'm gonna guess that they come up with a that they th- decide the only solution to whatever problem they're facing is that they need to go back to the plane where they could just invent weapons with their minds. Um, okay. and or dungeons, dungeons and more dungeons. It had happened at both. Um, so that they can have a more level playing field to fight bill, um, take back the falls. Uh, there is just, uh, no way for me to make a joke about that one. So I'm going to guess that it's, that the falls are taken and they need to take them back. And then Dipper delivers a speech, a little monologue <laughs> about how he has a certain set of skills and he <laughs> likes to, I haven't actually seen taken. So that's as far as the joke goes for me, but Dipper does the Liam Neeson monologue from taken.
0: Okay. Um, there are some returning characters and voice performances. Would you like to, Guess who may or may not be returning? It's not like everyone, but there's there's a handful. Um,
2: Pacifica. Okay. Um. Blunden Blandin. Okay. Um. Agent Nick Offerman. Okay.
0: Yeah, those are my guesses. Okay, and then <laughs> there's one other bit of. Casting uh, that I think will delight you and is appropriate. It's not snatch it's on Leguizamo. Um, uh, any any thoughts? Bernadette Peters. Okay, Bernadette. <laughs> Report back on that Wednesday when we uh, have our last episode of Gravity Falls, talking about Gravity Falls here on Streaming Place. Um, so thank you, Marcus, for joining us and sharing your thoughts in the chat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday to finish out Gravity Falls with Weird Uh We'll be back then. Bye. Bye. Bye.